Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of Life is No Coincidence, and also author of The Living Spirit, which shares stories of spiritual awakening, spiritual communication, healing energies, miracles, and ways to find and know your divine soul essence. And I'm delighted today to welcome Les Jensen, author of Forgiven Sinner, a search for finding the path to understanding suffering and a way to human salvation and fulfilling the dreams of our ancestors for bringing heaven to earth. Hello, Les, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Les, listeners of Healing from Within are very well aware that my guests and I share amazing intimate experiences and ways we have come to know both our physical and energetic or spiritual life and how to bring both together for helping to create our best life journey of love, healing, and well-being. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Les Jensen, a television engineer working with technology, frequency energy, and high levels of power, which helped him to work with the energy of human consciousness and to later use this experience to create a language of divine love, bringing a fresh perspective about human nature to the public. Les, I always love to ask my questions my guests to think back to their childhood or earlier days and remember a person, place, event, a dream, maybe a value that may have shown them or others what interests and lifestyle they would pursue as a grown-up or adult. So if you think back, something may pop into your mind. Um, boy, uh, good question. Um I would say nothing's popping in my mind. You know, both my career in television and certainly uh, my career as a radio host and an author didn't even come into my conscious awareness till as well into my adult life. All right, but, but was there something earlier on that made you think of the bigger picture of yourself or life or others around you? Because you oh, from a very yeah. from a very early age, I was uh, fascinated by our human demeanor. Why did we choose what we chose? I remember as a teenager going out to the airport about an hour from my hometown and just watching people. I was I was just fascinated by this this human experience and what what motivated people to do to choose what they chose to do what they did. Uh, that was uh, prominent pretty early in my life. So you were an observer. You were aware. Yeah. You were aware that people perhaps were creating a lot of their circumstances from within, from their thoughts, from their actions, and you were trying to observe how human life could progress, maybe in a better way, and you were aware of uh, experience both good and bad, but not really good and bad, really just experience being a precursor uh, to living our life. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, Les, what brought a television engineer to write a book about sinners and saviors? <laughs> That's a good question, too. <laughs> 
Well, working in the television industry, I uh, I watched humanity. I mean, these big networks had back-channel video feeds. Um, in any one day, they would generate much more uh, programming than would actually go over the air. So I watched humanity, quote, growing up, but it it seemed to never quite grow up. I mean, the mm. the, the the storyline didn't change decade to decade. Yeah. And and I'm sitting here watching, and it's like, wait a minute, yet another war. Wait a minute, yet another financial crisis. We we're not learning squat here. We're just re, we're regurgitating the past. And and in that curiosity of our human nature. Why are we spinning our wheels? I mean, is it religion? Is it education? What what what's broken here that needs to be fixed? It's funny you just used the term spinning your wheels <laughs> because sometimes as an intuitive and medium, when I see people uh, hurting themselves or not even trying to see the big picture and how they could create something more advantageous for themselves, I say to myself, Am I just spinning my wheels? I'm trying to give them the story, and they <laughs> and they just can't absorb it. And I have a coincidence. I often have coincidences with my guests most of the time. I think we're guided, and everyone who's on this show is guided to be here. And uh, my daughter was a professional actress for 10 years from the time she was eight and a half. And I thought it would be a way for her to develop her talents and I was an elementary school teacher uh, earlier on. And uh, I knew the life had many problems. The process uh, to put the finished product out there on the screen or on the television screen, or uh, she was in plays and commercials and whatever. And I sort of was hoping to see change also in people's behavior. But I saw some pretty unsavory things happen. And I... Uh, watched her very carefully to make sure that nothing too out of the ordinary would happen and, and, and hurt her because she was very gifted, very sensitive, very talented. And uh, thank goodness now she's an agent. Uh, she gets books published. She's still with creative people, but she's not in that media uh, mindset, right. which, as you know, like you said... <laughs> Where are the where are the saviors? We're seeing so much unsavory behavior, but let's go on to this is very important. Aren't saviors by their very title the ones that save us? And what have you and I learned in being in that setting, perhaps? Well, I mean, jeepers! If you think about it, every single savior from every single religion has come and gone. The saviors have come and gone. I mean, like uh, I was raised in uh, a Western Christian. I was raised in a Mormon household, mm. and Jesus, Jesus is the savior. Well, his first time on the planet. Now, I don't want to discount Jesus whatsoever at all, but let we have to speak the truth. When he was being crucified. War was expanding on the earth. The Roman Empire was a war machine. His presence on the earth was never intended to stop anything. It was intended to teach us 
humanity mm. how to make changes within ourselves. It was uh, never about the saviors. No, absolutely. He was a messenger uh, to show us uh, that we are connected to love. We are energy. Our souls survive physical death. Uh, the spirit uh, is, uh, the universal spirit is within us, and we are uh, within it. And everything uh, he did, we can do and more. You know, since I sure. started being involved in all this energy, quantum physics, and developed into an intuitive healer, hands-on healer, and uh, yeah. medium connecting with spirit and downloading information that can help people in their individual lives and help the collective consciousness through these radio shows that we're doing. Uh, I, I know what you know, uh, that he was, as all the messengers of God throughout time, are here to give another piece of the puzzle to each of us so we can begin to see that we are divine, that we have within us the soul energy to put out into the world through our thoughts and actions, to bring heaven to earth through each of us and all of us. But it can't be done by one person. And it has to be done by each of us individually and personally connected uh, to heaven or the divine or universal source, whatever we want to call it. So, yes, I, I agree with you. Every Savior has come and gone, yet we still have suffering. That's another word, suffering on this planet. So what happened? What went wrong? And you wrote this, Liz, and I liked it. So let's may I read it to our listeners? Please, sure. When we look at what's happening in the world, we can take on that view of concern and perhaps hopelessness, too. But there's something we can do, and we have everything we need to get there, too. The current upheaval that is happening in our culture is based on centuries of very deep karmic imprinting on the collective consciousness of all, including us as individuals, too. When I talk about collective consciousness, I am talking about humanity as a whole, the collective story of all humanity. On many fronts, we have become entrenched in a karmic peril of sorts. We, as citizens of the world, have watched as so many leaders have created a history of war and confrontation between our various governments. We have lived in a shared karma of sorts when it comes to so many fundamental aspects of our culture, our currencies, our economic systems, and the notion of being patriotic and loyal to our respective governments. Our religions have taught us the nature of God and how we ought to behave, and that our school systems have taught us theoretically preparing us for our future. And yet here we are living in a world that is full of turmoil, and seeming despair. In many ways, we the people have been exploited and taken advantage of. And yeah, so we want change. Many of us want change for the better. But we must ask ourselves, how can we the people play our best hand when it comes to bringing the change? And what would you say to that? Well, the the collective karma is a, a mirror of personal karma. It um, the, the, when we talk about karma, the the principles of karma are 
just like the principles of gravity. They're timeless and impersonal. Just think about it. There's more than 7 billion people on the planet playing out a karmic experience of some sort. Karma in and of itself is impersonal. So if we look at karma as a, as a, uh, a way we can get quagmired or entrenched in a, in a perpetual human experience, um, wh- what, what we do is we load up our psyche, we load up our personal energy persona with karmic imprinting. And this can happen from something very brutal like um, a soldier at war uh, acquiring PTSD or perhaps uh, feeling powerless while your your family is tortured as as perhaps a witch would have been in the uh, centuries gone by mm. um, um, these are these are very prominent examples of uh, deep human scarring so millions and millions and millions of men and women and children have saw the face of war and it has scarred us very deeply so if we if we look at what we can do by ourselves, for ourselves, is to clean out our own psyche, our own imprinting. And in the book, um, Forgiven Sinner, I talk about purity and authenticity. Purity relates directly to karma, to, to release the karmic imprinting of your past from within your own personal energy persona will change the vibration of your of of your persona and and i've um yeah it, it will it, it will that, change your thinking and your thoughts will go out to create a new action and new reality because from our inner thoughts and these traumas or these imprints from childhood what we've been taught uh, we're stopping ourselves, we're limiting ourselves, and we're creating the same pattern over and over again. And if we want change, we must change our thinking and our actions. Yeah, that's very, very important. Now, so many of us have been taught about the absolute power of God. So isn't praying to God the best way to end the suffering of humanity? I know it's not, but tell us about that. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Praying in and of itself doesn't do squat. That I mean, if you do conservative math, I mean, how many wars over the centuries have there been? And how many millions of people involved in those wars has there been? So there has to have been at least a billion prayers prayed to God going, oh, my God, get mm-hmm. rid of this war, would you please? Never once did a divine being come down from the heavens and silence the guns. Never once did a divine being come from come down from the heavens and turn the slums into palaces. It was never, ever, ever intended to be that God with a big G was going to fix anything. But yet, most of our religions have us posturing with this this deity, this persona, God with a big G, that we don't piss him off. Well, it's not about pissing God off, for God's sakes. It's about... Realizing God's watching us going, well, what's it going to be? Well, anytime now you guys can, can pull your pants up and look around and say, 
this is bull crap. Why are we putting yeah. up with this stuff? Well, perhaps religion tried to sell it as God's promise, and it is God's promise, I believe, that he wants us to know who we are as the divine souls, yeah. part of his energy, and we have the power within us to create sure. a better reality for ourselves and for the world. You know, praying to God, I'm going to just say, or simply talking to universal energy, which I do a lot of, uh, helps create a feeling of of acceptance and allowing life to flow as it will and must and helps each of us to achieve our personal goals and life path, which in essence leads us to find peace, love, and happiness. So if we share all this from within, once we find it, once we know it's our responsibility to make things happen for us and and help others see the same equation, actually. Uh, So while prayer is a way to help us recreate our thoughts and actions to serve humanity and God or the universal spirit of energy and creation in a more positive way. It's only a necessary ingredient to creating heaven on earth within you and then in the world. So this is a time now of awakening. Many people are beginning to understand they can focus their thoughts in a more generous and grateful fashion and ultimately ultimately bring a big improvement in the human condition. But God's not going to do it. And waiting for him, we've been waiting for thousands of years. And as you say, there's still war. There's still suffering. But for those people who uh, are talking like you and I, we're learning that we don't have to suffer. And it's not our birthright to suffer. It's our birthright to be joyful and happy and productive and love ourselves as souls and love life in any form, in the spiritual form of energy or in the physical form as we are right now. Now, Les, you write this. When we look at the collective story being played out on the global stage, it is quite clear that God with a capital G will not be fixing this, at least not as some single glowing deity. God has shown us that God will not be the one to end wars. You just said that. And uh, you did the math. God has not answered these prayers, an all-powerful force descending from heaven, and never will. All right? But where does God show up? He does show up. Sure. I'm not saying don't pray. Right. I know you're not. If you if you want to kick your own ass, say a big prayer. Say a prayer like this. Uh, uh, sweet sweet Jesus, God, damn, look at all this suffering. This sucks. Can you show me a vision of my life where I can be a vessel for unconditional love for humanity? Mm. And I tell you what, if you say a prayer like that, you better go get some shoulder pads and some helmets because a vision will come back into your persona of you doing wonderful, wonderful things in the world. Yes. There's so many faces that, that um, every single life path has a soul associated with it. And, and a soul is kind of a portal to the divine. So when you pray to God, God, Goddess, Divine Mother, Divine Father, show me a vision of my life that makes me a vessel of compassion for humanity. That's a powerful prayer. Mm. And invariably, you're going to get glimpses of how your life could be. And, and, and that's the answer to the prayer as far as an action item from God's side. 
But from the human side, it's the seed. It's the beginning of what you can do to change yeah. your life. Yeah, you're really saying to talk to God authentically, realistically, as you would talk to a friend, as you would talk to a mentor or a teacher, and to, to ask for help to become more of what you already are, this divine soul, with all this sure. wisdom. Uh, so, so that is the thing. Rote prayers, you know, religions, uh, they sometimes disconnect us from this need which or desire to want to personally talk to spirit. You know, I do it all the time, just as you say. How can you make me a, a better receiver of love so I can share it? How can I learn to uh, end suffering within myself first so then people can sure. see me in a joyous light and then want to find the path to that kind of life? You, you, it's just a matter of talking. It's a, the way you well, talk to well, a friend. Well, yeah. You can, you can yak till your face falls off. You need action, too. Yes. I mean, you can pray, and pray is a good thing, but you can, you can if talking, i.e. praying, is all you do, nothing's going to happen. We've all prayed billions of prayers. Prayer in and of itself is not the fixer. It, it, we're here for the human experience. Yes. Human beings will stop war on this planet. Human beings will stop suffering on this planet. Human beings will be the vehicle of the divine making the changes to bring heaven back to earth. It is through our human form that the divine affects our human condition. Right, because you say the personal hero is within you, not to measure your life against anybody else's or their expectations. That's an important word, expectations. You can tune into your own higher wisdom and align to your own life's purpose and preferences. We're all unique. Every last person on this planet has a unique soul story and is here for a reason. Could be a simple reason or a bigger reason, but we are all here to remember who we are. And that way we each become a savior and a part of the bigger puzzle of universal life. Now, where, where does the everyday citizen fit into all of this? Let's make this clear. Sure. Well, <clears throat> what is heaven on earth going to look like? Is it going to be a bunch of people over there? Is it going to be a bunch of people that you see on TV? When heaven comes back to earth, what will that look like? Heaven is a personal experience that can happen today. Heaven and hell both exist on the planet now. They both exist here now. Heaven was designed to be experienced throughout the whole journey. It's really a beautiful plan. So how can you, be, as an individual, be authentic to yourself? In the book, I talk about purity and authenticity. Mm -hmm. If you notice, those two attributes don't define anything about you. When you're authentic, what does that mean? You're loud, you're soft, you're hard, you're, you're cold, you're hot. Authenticity doesn't define anything. And purity doesn't define anything except, except the lack of karmic imprinting. Mm. So I'm, I'm very careful in the book that I don't bugger up the language. 
the bur- you know the burning bush said, "I am that I am." What the hell? I mean, uh, th- there's no uh, prescription or template of how your quote supposed to be. When you're living your own personal heaven, you're authentic to yourself. You're genuinely authentic to the soul's preferences. Absolutely. Yeah, and, you know, as children, we're taught that we have to follow other people's plans and other people's desires. And little by little, a bit of our own soul is chipped away. And we we, we must retrieve it. And we must go on to understand, you know, 25 years ago, I had a dream, and uh, in the dream, I was sick with the flu, and in the dream, I felt my grandfather in spirit next to me. I couldn't see him, but I felt his energy, and, and he said I had to write something for my father, and the next day, I learned that my father had passed, and I wrote his eulogy, and this opened to the thoughts of my childhood. And I remembered that uh, the dreams of whatever I could think could be accomplished. I always believed that. I knew it. I sensed it was within me. So I was open to communication with spirit, not not in a religious way, uh, but in a way that there was a bigger plan for me and for each of us. And in my book, The Living Spirit, I wrote... I believe that we all have the ability to connect to God or the divine or universal energy, whatever you wish to call it, through the higher consciousness of our soul. Each of us can come to understand the divine energy at work in his, her evaluation, whether through prayer, meditation, or study. Religious leaders can offer their own interpretations and feelings, and we have the choice to follow religious dogma or a different path. Either way, it is up to the individual to find his or her own truth and communication with God. The divine force is in us, around us, for us, loves us, and hopes our love for universal source will help us achieve a more successful human experience. So there, there it is, what you're saying also. Yeah. Sure. So how do we find our own path to our own salvation? Figure out uh, what you prefer, who you are. Mm. Um, your, your authenticity is a personal thing. Um, when we interact with life, there's things that we experience that we don't like, and there's things that we experience that we do like. Get clear and clear about those things that bring you joy. When you're when you're living in heaven, you're you're congruent with yourself. You're making choices that are compatible with your happiness. You're you're honoring who you are. You have self-love, self-respect. Yes, know That's yourself. You yes, know yourself. First, know yourself. Yeah. So you, so you won't choose things that dishonor you. And again, purif- uh, purify your persona. Clean out your karma. And and um, it took many lifetimes to put it there. You, if you want to have an, a, uh, to make a dent on it, you better get started. <laughs> yes, it's a long process, but we have plenty of time. <laughs> and it, it's a slow process, perhaps, but it's well worth doing. 
I want to thank oh, you. Absolutely. I want to thank you, Les Jensen, author of Forgiven Sinner, for a clear, also imaginative way for us to begin to merge history, antiquity, spirituality, and religion into a magical web of interconnected love and enthusiasm for life, our human potential, and the possibilities for infinite creation miracles and change when we truly value our inner soul wisdom and open our hearts and minds to the magic of eternal life and salvation. To read more about these ideas, go to newhumanliving.com or lessjensen.com or amazon.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, Les Jensen, author of Forgiven Sinner, God's last Savior, has shown us that each of us is perhaps the way to cure the belief systems and karma, both individually and collectively, that have allowed or encouraged us to think that it is God that must cure, fix, or heal suffering, war, disease, and lack of genuine compassion and love in the world. He must teach us how to move past accepting the failures of the past and change ideas not completely evolved or developed that have allowed us to wallow in self-doubt and wait patiently for our lives to become magnificent and fulfilling. The truth is, we as energy beings, part of the hologram of the universe, or oneness of creation, are divine manifestations of that compassionate, loving, whole life force. And when we begin to act from within that source of personal power, we can create miracles as the saviors and divine spiritual teachers of each religious group that uh, has been done in the past. As Les wrote, there are millions and perhaps even billions of us who want to see fundamental change to how our human experience is unfolding. This is raw human potential. This is an unfulfilled desire for change and a desire for the end of suffering. This specific arena holds so much raw power for those who can discover the underlying truth of who they really are and then come into alignment with that truth. And they will be the new humans who show up in their own divinity. These are the new humans that can trans transcend the karmic imprinting of the collective, that can transcend the dogma of our culture's misunderstanding of our human potential. Those who get glimpses of their own inner light and know that all things are possible. These are the ones who will see the new divine paradigm by actually restoring the understanding of the timeless truth of who we really are. Les and I would have you know that this journey of awakening is happening now for all of us, and we can find our own way in time past these limitations and fears to embrace the wonderment of our inner soul, light force, and energy, and can find peace and eventually the end of human suffering. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to read uh, the episode descriptions and listen to the visionaries, change makers, and those in search of our true identity as spiritual beings having a physical life in search of their own divine destiny and human evolution. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you for listening.